Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass. <laughs> oh, man. I missed the Stone Cold Steve Austin days. Stone Cold is still active on in social media. Mm. Is that. he woke cold Steve Austin now? Did Stone Cold say BLM? Did Stone I don't Cold know. say trans rights? He said stuff like about wearing a mask, that he's pro wearing a mask. That's pretty good. Amongst the cohort that will listen to Stone Cold, they probably. Yeah, I didn't know about Stone I didn't know about no COP 19, but Stone Cold. He's a pussy. He's gonna get bimbified by 5G like the rest of them. Oh, were they still worried about the, the young boys getting bimbified? Is that a thing? Is part of the 5G conspiracy bimbofication? That's part of it, right? I don't know if that's part of the specific 5G, but I do love the worry that our our young boys are going to turn into hot bimbos. Our young boys are turning into hot bimbos. Just with that's big old that's bolt-ons, big shiny bolt-ons. <laughs> yeah, huge bolt-ons, bro. Bro, we're going to femboy hooders. Going to see those big bolt-on boys. The most masculine thing you can do is mm-hmm. get breast implants. Bro, bro, and it's it's a I'm a total size queen, bro. <laughs> Look at my tits, bro. You know how expensive these are. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing! I can't wait for five years from now when that is the thing. It'd be funny if Guidos do squat contests to see who can get huge juicy asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, bro, we're getting huge juicy asses over here, bro. Yep. Let's get bimbofied. That's what dudes rock is all about. Yeah, it's being bimbros. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're gonna. The most masculine expression is gonna be to be the sluttiest woman possible. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest. Because ass, the more yeah. dick you have in you, literally, the more dick you have in you. It's the most masculine thing that you can possibly have. Yes. That's why bottoms are manlier than tops. Fact. What's the difference? <laughs> uh. Well, you see, a bottom is when, when a mo- when a daddy and a daddy love each other very much. <laughs> and and, and? I, I I like the idea because gay couples probably they have to give the talk to the kids, but do they also? I've never been in a situation where I've had to explain top, bottom, and verse to like a twelve-year-old. But I guess it's not that weird if they're twelve. You don't you have know? to give the talk to your kids. You don't have to explain anything anything to your kids. <laughs> I don't, my mom was pretty good about it I would just ask stuff because I saw stuff on TV And she would just explain it bluntly yeah, like, my, uh, I'm just going to say You're too young for that knowledge <laughs> Until they're 18 and then, and then once they're 18 I'll be like You're 18 and I don't have to explain shit to you anymore mm-hmm. You're at the door You've had 7 STDs I don't care it, They build character <laughs> You're right. They do build character. Every STD is is a point of personality. I gained humility from my syphilis, and I gained pride from my chlamydia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we're going to have some kind of weird future uh, uh, combo between Gattaca and Harrison Bergeron where um, the woke liberals are going to be, like, asking the doctors to give their babies some kind of fucked up defect so that they'll struggle in life and they'll have more character (laughs) it's like can't you make him disabled Uh, (laughs) hot take we are going to make our babies disabled for victim privilege that is what we are going to do that's what i would do 
I would, yeah, I'd cro- Well, that's what they do with Slumdog Millionaire, where they scoop out the eyes of the beggar boys so they bring in more money. Oh, God. Yeah, see? It's already here. Yeah, we already have this technology. Jesus. Cripple your kids for money. Cripple yeah. your kids for money. Uh, <laughs> that's what we could all agree on. Yeah, well, we just need to make sure we don't turn into Maoists and instead turn into Marxists and kill people in all mass that way. Mm, no, we dangists. We're gonna become dangists. Uh, hmm. I love Deng Xiaoping. I like Deng, but how would his how would his teachings apply to America? Deng Xiaoping is popular amongst uh, dark enlightenment people because um, he because <laughs> if you want to return to authoritarianism, Deng Xiaoping's a pretty good example to use. He didn't totally fuck up. I mean, he killed a lot of dissidents. But mm-hmm. to an authoritarian person, he's like, yeah, what are you talking about? That's a feature, not a bug. You kill dissidents when you embrace authoritarianism. That's cool. That's yeah. what's cool about it. Uh, but I don't think that's cool. I like I like dissidents. They're so angry and lovely. How liberal of you. I'm very liberal, you see. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one goes to free speech jail. Not even Nazis. They're allowed to yell. <laughs> They're allowed to... <laughs> The Toronto Public Library keeps taking uh, public stands on free speech. Um, Hmm. One time they allowed a funeral for a lawyer who had represented a bunch of skinheads in Toronto. And there was a protest. Um, Well, a memorial. The skinheads were having a memorial for this free speech lady. Uh, And not the fun skinheads either. The the bad ones. (laughs) But Toronto Public Library said, yeah, skinheads, you can have your free speech memorial here. And people were very upset by this. And then most recently, the Toronto Public Library invited a Quillette lady, mm-hmm. uh, invited, uh, but she was a gender-critical feminist, uh, so classic, you know, uh, we feel unsafe in bathrooms now, because men are going to trick us, or men are going to use women's clothing to rape now. Right, because in the bathroom, which would be yes. illegal anyway. Yeah. It's kind but of, I think... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Go on, go on. Well, I, I know where this comes from. I know where the turf attitude, at least for a lot of people... for Because the, there, there are two types of turf. There's bigoted turfs who are just... You're never going to appeal to on any sense of reason. And then there are women who are really, really, really afraid of men. And they're so afraid of men that they think that trans women are still men and that they're going to attack them. So, it, like, to some degree, I get where uh some of some turfery comes from um because if you know you've been abused by a man and you have a negative opinion you have like sort of a justified misandry in your life um you're going to apply that to trans people uh which sucks it sucks hurt people hurt people you know yeah you can kind of see that in the incel community Mm -hmm. when incels are for what, whatever reason, highly discriminated against mm-hmm. and react with violent crime. So to not discriminate against trans people is not going to ha- make them react with violent crime, mm-hmm. right? It seems to me like if we let trans people use the bathrooms, even if they were predisposed to doing crimes, it would make the instances of those crimes go down. Yeah, but if you're like a bigoted turf, or if you're any type of turf, you just believe that 
you don't really believe that trans people exist. You believe it's all a grift, you know? Or a mental illness, no one... I guess. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Which is, you know, especially funny with the lesbians who are TERFs, which is most of them. Uh, not, no, no not no. most TERFs. I don't have the stats on that. I should shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but you will see a lot of queer TERFs, which is interesting because it's like, not so long ago, they diagnosed homosexuality as a mental illness. You could have a lobotomy for uh, wanting to, uh, you know, do, do things to the same parts. So the fact that you go on board with this whole transness as a mental illness thing, it seems, it seems a little short-sighted, you know? A little, a little, a little short-sighted. Yeah. Human history has been short-sighted. Humans mm-hmm. are, I mean, you can't, I don't know. Can, humans can't be, they can't be taught. Mm-hmm. They just don't learn. Uh, so we had we, some Peterson news this week. Yeah, he came out. It's Peterson Watch 2020. The most boring article. I couldn't even get through it. Let me see if I can pull it up on my... Jamie, pull that so, up. Uh, so I believe you should read the... The opening paragraph is straight fire, though. You should read the opening. The rest of it's boring as hell, but the opening paragraph is uh, pure gold. So... If it's not the man himself, it's either his daughter that has uh, learned how to ape his style mm-hmm. or some sort of Peterson bot. Uh, I want to believe in my heart of hearts it is the man himself because this is the exact type of thing he would get riled up about. Yeah. Um, so what he's mad about in question, the source of the article is there was this, um, I believe, an article published about 30 years ago in an organic chemistry journal or some sort of chemistry journal, Hmm. and it was arguing about um, effective ways of teaching specialized chemistry fields to people. And in it, it had a big section as to why affirmative action is sort of bad, because the classic anti-affirmative action where we're going to be promoting people that have less merit, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's bad for science. Uh, So it's this old, you know, outdated article that was getting republished and people were mad about it and um but jordan peterson was uh railing against it so what is have you found the article from the national post well i have the one so the one that was on the national post and what he posted also on his website are basically the same but they have different titles Um, interesting the one i think we uh, referred to it last week is missives of appalling idiocy and, and and envy embarrassing to behold but then, <laughs> what what was the website you uh, your the your the article? It, it also so the National Post, which is uh, mm. a Canadian newspaper, sort of the flagship newspaper of Post Media, which is the big conservative newspaper conglomerate in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll usually uh, publish op eds by sort of alt right adjacent rabble rousers, including our most famous asshole Conrad Black. Mm. Oh, so the article is, the activists are now stalking the hard scientists. Is that it? That's that's the one. Okay. That's that's the punchy title. So uh, give us give us the opening paragraph to that. Okay. Well, wait. In in uh, as as you don't the man, have to read it. You can just get. You could do so it as many the man. Messages. I can't. <laughs> I can't. So many messages of appalling idiocy, detestable envy, and envy embarrassing to behold crossed my desk in the last fortnight that I found myself in the rare position of having too much to record. A writer's dream. 
but that content also indicated that the bell is tolling and that I am one of those for whom the death knell sounds. <laughs> wow. Fucking metal. Wow. Fucking metal. Ah, uh, uh, this is no country for old men. They're coming for the last of the rationals as I hide out here in beautiful, tolerant Serbia. <laughs> the end of man is nigh. The time of the Peter Sun. Let us go, Peter Sun. Oh, Navigate this world of political correctness. We got to get a soundboard with Metallica. Yes. Yes. Okay. We so, have to have. Do you think James Hetfield has ever made the noise? Has ever made the Tim Allen grunt noise? <laughs> Just accidentally. I bet oh, so. Yeah. Isn't he's a I dad? Definitely have it. Yeah. James Hetfield home improvement. <laughs> Who would be Al though? Would it be Lars? <laughs> Fucking hate Lars, man. Everyone hates Lars, Fuck. and everyone loves Al. Fuck Lars. All right, so. The, the the Petersons is I and I can't get any further than the first paragraph. It just gets so boring. Yeah, it's really boring. He's just talking about how it's basically the same talking points as that old James Damore Google memo, which says affirmative action is. This guy was using science to say that affirmative action was bad, okay, and he's saying that well, yeah. Bad bad for what for science. Yeah, he's saying that, you know, um, forced... It was the same, the exact same thing as the Google memo. You remember the Google memo when that horribly mm -hmm. ugly big-nosed man yeah. said that uh, yeah. we're having too many female programmers and they're gumming up the works because we value sort of this superficial diversity over actual merit. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very nerdy argument because it assumes that you have the ability to objectively assess merit. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't think. Well, I don't think it's really happening. I don't think they really are disregarding merit for diversity. Yeah, I think they're I mean, pretending if, to. If there were, if there was diversity at Google, there would be any black people at Google. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the Google uh, the Google percentages are, but I, I was I was looking at a lot of Indian, a lot of Asian people, a lot of white people, very few uh, black people. Yeah, well, research is going to be hampered because they no more visas for no mm -hmm. more H one B visas. They're ending the H ones, That's the most nuts. significant labor visa probably ever in American history. Yeah. The thing that caused, I mean, it's good for everyone else because it means that America is no longer going to brain drain countries. Well, oh, good for everyone else besides yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, America is really shooting at you. Get you literally through the H one visa, you got every all of the best scientists from everywhere. All of the best, everyone hey, from everywhere. Well, hey, we're smart. <laughs> wait yeah. a minute, wait. We're smart. <laughs> I thought we were smart. <laughs> nah, this country is just being run on uh, Indians. Oh, it's been dang being it. run on Indians for the last uh, 70 years. Oh they've God. been running the show. Yeah, we're going to wake up January 1st, 2021, and be like, oh shit, Y2K was real. And all the tech people were in a con were in a twenty one year battle that we just lost. Mm -hmm. Why two K is gonna happen? <laughs> Why two K just twenty one years too late? Mm -hmm. Delayed reaction, delayed onset. Yeah. Why twenty one K? NBA Y two K. That that's a great lost franchise. The NBA Y two K series. Yeah. Uh, 
where it was just uh, very uh, glitchy versions of Alan Iverson just shouting at you. Yeah. And just, just commenting on your small penis. It's like planes are falling out of the air. There's no water. Yeah. It's just Alan Iverson saying, small dick! They thought that... Small dick! You have a small dick! <laughs> there were people that thought that the water was going to stop because of Y2K. Water's connected to the internet. Cause the, yeah, because the water... The water's not analog anymore, and that's where we See fucked the, up. Yeah, you're right. It's digital water. <laughs> it's water, but it's like it gets like 220 megapixels per square inch. Yeah. It's water, but better. We've improved water. You can't improve water. Um, H2O2, I, which is, I guess that's hydrogen peroxide. Yeah, H2O2. I guess that'd kill you if you drank that. <laughs> We're introducing a new version of water. It's H2O2. Wow, this tastes great. <laughs> Drinking hydrogen peroxide. That's what I'm, I'm going to lie to the doctor um, before my colonoscopy. That's my plan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, oh, I have an undi- undiagnosed heart murmur. <laughs> you can't seconds. have a colonoscopy if five you have a heart sec- murmur? Five. No, but you shouldn't just be put on a bunch of anesthetic. Oh. So five seconds before... I black out and I'm going to be like undiagnosed heart murmur call and then they'll be like what? <laughs> have, to wake, have to wake me up and I'll be like oh JK and then it'd be funny in order to get out of your colonoscopy you say oh I have an undiagnosed heart murmur so you can't put me to sleep that's okay we'll do it raw no they do yeah no they'll do it without anesthetic just lube no they, not they even lube they we're will. doing it dry yeah some uh, people request uh, it I mean they have to with older people who can't take it they have to do it you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't know. There's also some other lines I want to get out. Like, I want to accuse him of being too anal. <laughs> Doc, you're being too anal. Doc, man. come on. That's good. You're being a little too anal here. <laughs> and laugh like Peter right afterwards. <laughs> man, you ever had a bad experience with a cancer patient? Wrecked him. Damn near killed him. Yeah, there you go. Wrecked him. Barely know him. Uh, uh... <laughs> Duodenum. Jejunum. The thing that bothers me about Jordan Peterson is he's talking about all this bullshit when there's a lot of other, like, there's a lot of other shit he could be talking about. Yeah, but he's, he's got a line to toe. If this is even him, who knows? This could be Makayla. I, I am almost like 70% certain this is Makayla. I mean, it seems, the thing is, it's so not topical really to present day it's i mean when did this actually like i don't know it's it's an impenetrable text so it's hard for me to discover when it occurred but it's um i think uh this came out recently but the things uh, that he's describing like this person dr hudlicky or yeah that's hudlicky hudlicky he's licking huds because it's kind. Of, I think it kind of happened a while ago, so I feel like well, this the w- article is old, yeah. but then it got republished um, recently. A journal was trying to republish it recently, um, and that's where. And then people were like, "Hey, this article was uh, racist thirty years ago, and now they're republishing it. So let's stop it." Let me let me and read the, the last Peterson paragraph because that has this conclusion. Maybe the last what is two paragraphs. <sighs> okay. The George Floyd incident has <laughs> Yeah, okay. The George Floyd incident 
has emboldened those who are shamelessly using crooked faux moral means to stake a moral claim in the so-called patriarchal structure that makes up the academic world. Hells yeah. They are certainly able and willing to use the unfortunate death of an individual who had enough of the attributes of a systemically oppressed person to serve as poster boy for the self-serving political claims that are now being made on his behalf. Oh, man. That's callous. That's very... Wait, so... Uh... So is he suggesting there that George Floyd was not too innocent? Is he doing a classic yeah. Trayvon Martin was no angel thing? He's implying it. Yeah, what a fucking prick. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, so he goes on. This tendency, unchecked, poses a direct danger to the integrity of precisely those STEM fields that have so far remained essentially immune to the embarrassments and blandishments of the politically correct movement. Um, you have obviously never heard of Robert Watson, the discoverer, the co-discoverer of DNA, who is also a massive racist and eugenicist, and or Charles Murray, even, who, uh, you know, used oh, he's, uh, bad genetics. He loves Charles Murray. I know, but that's, he's, I mean, he likes race science. Yeah. He's a big fan of race he's science. He's a big fan of race science. But he doesn't like it when other races do science. Right. Because they might not be meritorious. If you've ever seen a black scientist, you can be sure to be suspicious of his credentials, is basically what Jordan Peterson is saying. Fuck you, George Washington Carver. Peanut butter. Who cares? peanut butter my ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to Mr. Peterson I'd love to uh, Daddy Peterson I want you to take the knife and smear the skippy all over my buttocks and rectum <laughs> do it do it I need it this is my healing this is part of my Serbian healing I do not know Dr. Peterson I do not think <laughs> I should smear peanut butter all over your ass. Damn it, Vladislav! This is the last time I'm gonna fucking tell you. Yeah, only the. Uh, although he's not in Russia anymore. He's in, he's in Serbia, yeah. Serbia. Allegedly. Come on. Yeah. Jesus. H That's where the best uh, detox clinics are, clearly. Oh, clearly, yeah. Serbia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> World renowned. I, I don't know. I'm, maybe they are very When someone is mysteriously uh, disappears and then it reappears in the Eastern Bloc, we used to call that, oh, they've been kidnapped by the communists. Mm. It used to be cut and dried. I don't know. But, but I don't know what's happened now. He's definitely some kind of intelligence agency is involved. I'm maybe he's in with Putin. I, maybe Putin is influencing Peterson. I mean, it could be, it, I you know... Putin is just the is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of who controls Russia, because there is a. Are you a, talking about Vladislav Surkov or the oligarchical right. oil people? These, or, the yeah. oligarchical oil people beneath the surface, and he's just the part we see on top. Mm. I mean, he's huge, mm. but um, beneath him is a in the murky underbelly. What you're saying is that uh, Putin is the rumply foreskin obscuring the shiny head. 
of mm. the Russian imperial force. Yep, and that's why that's why <laughs> that's why the genius Trump realizes in order to he must fully arouse the Putin exactly to expose exactly <laughs> to expose the deep state fully and penetrate you must peel its back meaning. the Putin foreskin exactly right yeah in order to get to the the true oligarchs that mm. the true pedophile network that runs this world. Mm. Uh, this is uh, this is the true QAnon. We are Yanon. <laughs> I mean, what, what would be an antidote to QAnon? What would be the opposite uh, to QAnon? Well, the antidote or the opposite, because the opposite is uh, not the antidote. Okay, what is the opposite? The opposite is MSNBC the Rus- is the RussiaGate <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's neoliberal conspiracy theory. Is the opposite of QAnon, but the antidote but the, is um, whatever. I mean, there's you, you have to go into like the anti the cult deprogramming field. <laughs> um, there's there's good stuff coming out of Japan in regards to how they deal with that. Uh, is it Aum or Ohm Shinriko? Aum Shinrikyo. Those, yeah, yeah. They they the know guys which did the tear gas bomb mm-hmm. and, and still somehow exist. Dude, it's crazy. I don't I mean getting yeah. into that whole thing. It's ongoing, yeah. Um, figuring out how to deprogram the Q people is going to be tough. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do it's, it. I mean, it's a brain disease that... I mean, there's always been this conspiracy-minded... I think since Kennedy uh, was what really undeniably kicked it off, this idea that... I mean, Kennedy followed by um, Nixon... Uh, just followed by Iran Contra, followed by everything, just really gave this popular idea that there is this nefarious deep state controlling events. Rather than I mean, I there is I mean there is powerful people who aren't telling you stuff, but it's mostly just covering up their massive fuck ups. I mean, I attribute That's it to like, the CIA and yeah. the military industrial complex. Um, yeah, I just got all in, working in use. So Devil's just, chessboard. Just got into this guy C. Wright Mills. Have you heard of him? C. Wright Mills. No, no. Tell me, Tammy, honey. Tammy. C. Wright right. Mills is like kind of an independent figure in sociology in early, like mid-century American politics. He's a soci- sociologist, commentator. He wrote a book called The Power Elite, that was mm-hmm. kind of a handbook for the new left in the '60s. And C. Wright Mills unfortunately died at a young age in uh, 1962, but he wrote other books as well. I just ordered The Power Elite, but I haven't started it yet. But it, you know, the thesis is that due to the, after post-World War II, the government was so heavily involved in industry that this power elite formed between business and government that became completely enmeshed. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically is sort of like the genesis of the deep state mm-hmm. all our current problems are related to i think this period of time post-world war ii the yeah. consolidation of the military industrial complex and the uh, total blurring of the line between public and private spheres and the decision in Amer- high up american politics that america will become the r- sort of ruling empire Mm-hmm. To take the place well, of the British. Oh yeah. Also, the not just that um, they were doing it for monetary gain, but there was like a moral purpose to it. it. It was like a white man's burden thing. We are going to bring civilization to the world. 
Yeah, I think John Bolton is, I mean, John Bolton probably doesn't even have the moral component. It's about power and mm-hmm. domination. So I don't even know if there's the moral component at its root. Is it just a straight up power for power's sake, sort of like postmodern power grab? Well, why, yeah, I mean, why does any empire, why did, did Alexander the Great want to impose like good moral conduct, good moral code on the land? No, the but there's always sort of a narrative they use in order to, yeah. uh, in order to spread it. And like Alexander the Great didn't even have to, that, that's what was great about his empire is he didn't even have to have the pretense of, of we're civilizing the people. It's like, nah, conquest is great, bro. What should do it? Right. It's, it's good for its own sake. I, yeah, I I think people would like American imperialism a lot more if they were more honest about it. <laughs> if they were less delusional about it. They're yeah. like, nah, we need oil. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is, we have more guns. Well, we there's a, there's a paradigm shift in transition. Because oil oil was a, the root the the at the root of many military actions in the 50s and 60s but less so as you move through history and like i don't think iraq was really about securing oil no iraq wasn't about oil it was just about destroying a country and then securing a bunch of contracts to rebuild it but the oil narrative got planted in people's minds i am very curious about the oil narrative because that was a oil was a partial component it was a red herring i think yeah. i think it was a red yeah. herring um, it could have been a re- it could have easily been like a psyop where they said you know focus on the oil to not focus on just the lucrative construction and mercenary contracts yeah. which is really where the money in Iraq was made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, no blood for oil, no blood for oil. That was the rallying cry I remember from the Iraq War. And it. A more accurate rallying cry would be no blood for uh, for <laughs> uh, irrigation contracts done by Halliburton. Well, there, uh, Baudrillard wrote a book called, or uh, an es- some essays called The Gulf War Did Not Take Place. He's referring to the first one. And he, I, mm. you know, I'm, I haven't read it. I've just recently learned about it. But from a short summary, it is sort of what I'm talking about, that the mm-hmm. events that took place... Like, he's not disputing that some events took place, but you could not compare it to a, like, what we would previously think of as a war. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Well, that's what, you know, it, the neoliberal consensus sort of butting up against America's strategy for using war to generate, you know, um, cheap manufacturing necessity. Um because you just couldn't really come by an easy war in in the late 90s you know uh, the the full francis fukuyama end of history was in full swing communism had been defeated you didn't have the necessary fear to drum up uh an artificial supply necessity so in a unipolar hmm. world yeah and so uh you had saddam who you could just you know you, America was done with him in terms of his usefulness to America, so just throw him. Just throw him to the dregs. Aggression against Kuwait. <laughs> this will not stand. <laughs> Our oldest ally, Kuwait. Kuwait, yeah, yeah. Our, our biggest friend. I mean, it's sort of weird. Uh, Salman Rushdie is a very strange case because it was incredibly fucked up what happened to him, but... At the same time, he sort of allowed himself to be used by a nefarious right-wing uh, hmm. 
uh, system in order to say, like, see, the Muslims are bad. They antagonized this guy who looks like a Muslim. Right. Well, <laughs> the only reason that he had a fight, I mean, we killed all the opposition <laughs> to, yeah. to those um, extremist, uh, the Revolutionary Guard in Iran. We just killed all the opposition. And they were like, oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no, no, don't be crazy and take over. <laughs> hey. If installing the Shah was wrong, I don't want to be right. It was. That was horrible. No, the Shah was good. No. It's Peshaw. Peshaw. We all love the Shah. We're a Shah podcast now. I mean, we, we are all about phrasing the Shah. We didn't assassinate, I can't pronounce his name, is it Mossadegh? Most, I don't know. You know who I'm referring to though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy we took out and then yeah. reinstalled the Shah over. Yeah, we uh, the person who was going for, like, who would have brought Iran into the modern era. Uh, no, we, we murked that guy. Oh, well, we might have uh, actually killed him. Well, we, we put him in... I knew we put him under house arrest and, like, made him live far away from everything. But then he did he did die Yeah, pretty quickly after being put under house arrest. So mm. that was terrible. He was great. Mm-hmm. A lot of people died. Another person, Pan-Africanism never got off the foot. Another person we uh, took out was Jacobo Arbenz. Jacobo Arbenz. You know I don't him? know this one. No, what's he do? He was the leader of Guatemala until we got oh, rid okay. of him. <laughs> was this very recent? Um, it was in the... Gosh. I think it was in the 50s. Mm. It was like 54. 53. This is some open veins of Latin America shit. It was fucked up. Was this guy a socialist, or was he uh, just not like... Even. No, he just mm. wanted to... He was um, not a, a socialist. He was he was smeared as a socialist um. in order to justify taking him out. But no, he just basically wanted to take a little bit of land back from United Fruit. <laughs> Understandable. And so the CIA um, deposed him and made him flee, and then, yeah... And then he died. Um, he died by suicide, and that's no good. Yeah, the method of his suicide was he was scalded to death in a bathtub. That's how he chose to commit suicide. That's that's pretty fucking metal. It's a little no. I gotta say. Yeah, well, I was being sarcastic because obviously. Oh, oh, you're right. He was not okay. Okay, <laughs> he was obviously not. It. Did not did not okay, commit suicide. I thought he was just the most metal dude on earth. No, but no, yes, no. Upon realizing, yes, he was assassinated. The CIA uh, boiled him to death in a bathtub. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very bad. The CIA are bad people. Well, we gotta have bananas, and those also we gotta have those fruit cups. Mm-hmm. That's why we boiled this guy in a bathtub for the fruit cups. The it, fruit cups. You know those. You know they cups? gotta get cheap. Hey, if Americans don't have cheap fruit cups, you know, how are they going to get the potassium? You know know what? We got to put the, you know, those gelatin with the, with the canned pineapple. Yeah. Mm, In the fifties, that was hot shit. Oh my God. You got to make those. put anything in gelatin. So, so we took this guy, Jacobo Arbenz, Mm -hmm. and um, kicked him out of his own country. By the way, we made him strip naked and photographed him before kicking him out of the country. Sounds about right. Because we were like, oh, maybe you're carrying some gold, Yakabo. But um, I, it's also super hot. Uh, no, we, we hum- can all agree we that authoritarian. Him. Yeah, hotly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously, this is a horrible thing. 
and the CIA are monsters, and America should be dismantled piece by piece, all of its leaders uh, being submitted to some sort of horrible torture, like scathing. Um, yeah, or I think we should all just burn to death. Yeah, with, but that's it's a good thing that that's what's happening. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Don't mean to be too accelerationist on you. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna by uh, accelerationist, I mean we're into chemical accelerants. Like put gasoline on everything so it burns faster. Nice. Yeah. Unlike my food. Burn a purifying fire. Burn, burn. <laughs> we shall all succumb to the great flames of Pleiades. Underneath the sun of a dastardly uncaring god. So anyway, after after we deposed uh, poor Mr. Arbenz, a wave of death squads was unleashed throughout Guatemala, killing 250,000 people out of a population of 4 million. Um, we preferred the term life squads. Oh, life squads. <laughs> they were life squads. Genocide, like Genesis. It's like creating right. life. Hey, you're going to want to come down to Gino Side Cafe. <laughs> if you ever want to get in with Gino, we got Italian subs. We got Italian doms. Oh, it's Gino Side Cafe. Here you go. Uh, but yes, Jacobo Arbenz uh, wanted to take away uh, land from the fruit company. CIA overreacted, some would say. Be a, be Italian guy who can't eat tomato sauce because of his uh, colonoscopy tomorrow. Oh, I got to eat tomato sauce. I got to eat my grandma. She made a beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, red sauce. It has the garlic and the basil. What do you mean? Just a little bit of onion. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean I can't eat it? What do you mean I can't eat it? What do you mean I can't eat it? He just doesn't understand. What do you mean I can't eat the tomato sauce? No, What do you mean you can't eat the tomato sauce? No, no. Mr. Fizucci, you cannot eat the tomato sauce. You need to have an empty stomach for your colonoscopy tomorrow. So what you're saying is I can eat a little bit of tomato sauce before my colonoscopy. I mean, I gotta no, have a Mr. little bit. Mr. Fizucci, yeah. I gotta have you a know. little bit. <laughs> no, what you doing? What you doing? You can't do this to me. This is, uh, would you Would you tell a cat not to breathe? You know? And would you tell a dog not to breathe? You just get, yeah. to, <laughs> you just get to the day of the colonoscopy and he's, he's putting the camera up there and it's just coated with tomato sauce all over the entire <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, is this... Are you bleeding? Uh, yeah, that's blood. Yeah, it's blood. <laughs> that's not tomato yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. It's not tomato sauce at all. I just have a very unhealthy colon. That's why I came for the colonoscopy. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, the, yeah I want to bleed tomato sauce. That would be really cool. Chunky tomato sauce. Cool, too. I'm going to crush those Roma tomatoes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to peel those Roma tomatoes and skin them alive. I'm going to put some butter in it. So how's your uh, how's Canada it. doing with the uh, pandemic? Way better than you guys. Fuck you. Uh, hey, take it back. It's only young <laughs> America's people. America's number one. It's only young people getting it. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, uh, Canada's doing fine. Like, pretty much every other country has, um, had a pretty predictable downturn in... No. Infections. No. Except for America. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which has had a very significant uptick in infections. Fuck you, Uh, you're wrong. But it's very funny because it's very state by state, um... And the obvious correlation is Trump states are going up and Clinton states are going what? down. No, which is no. Ex- except for California. California being the yeah. exception. Democrats. Uh, 
fuck you democrats you get your lung disease but yeah there's um uh, as did you see the footage coming from florida or all the stories coming out was we had a surprise party in kentucky and everybody got coffee mm. uh no i didn't see that i saw the, the trump tweeting the protests at the villages where someone says white power and trump tweeted out someone saying white power today that's fun like uh-huh. what kind of white power were they talking about like when you get your sheets really clean no. that kind of white power no they were talking about the uh skin tone kind oh no they were are you suggesting that they were racists there's some fucking racists in the village trump tweeted out some people you know the the villages in florida the village the famous uh created community for yeah. old nostalgic people yeah well one of the, some asshole in a golf cart yelled out white power and, and trump tweeted out a video i mean trump now took it down and said he didn't hear that part but he tweeted out someone saying white power which is very bad do you think trump is an actual white supremacist or do you just think he be he thinks that being a white supremacist pays off with his base um i definitely think he thinks it pays off and i think he doesn't think about it too carefully but is basically Mm. a white supremacist yeah yeah i mean if you're just using it for your own advantage anyway you there is no difference between it doesn't really matter what your intention is I mean, I didn't think. He, I, no, I think he think. I mean, he has a dumb brain version of it, mm-hmm. versus the Dork Enlightenment version, which is like mm. over over intellectualizing your racism. Trump under intellectualizes his racism. Yeah, he sort of feels his racism, yeah, which is holistically I, I, yeah. racist. Yeah, he's very emotionally tactile. He's a tactile racist. You know, some racists learn through auditory means. Some racists yeah. learn through. Visual means. I learn by doing. I, I'm a kinetic racist. Yeah. You know, I really got to start moving around to feel my racism. You know. Part of my authoritarian uh, countermeasures will be <clears throat> no more. There's no more different ways of learning. Okay. There's one <laughs> way that we all try to do. And if you can't learn it that way, then do do, do that on your own time. Catch up on your yeah. own time. God, get on your own time. Yeah, yeah that's your campaign slogan. Get on your own time, you know. Um, I really like the Dark Enlightenment because it's the Dork Enlightenment. I like the uh, Dork Enlightenment. I don't like the, the Dark, dork dark Enlightenment. enlightenment. No, nah, the Dork Enlightenment is our philosophy, though. Right. That's our accelerationist philosophy, uh, which is... Things get bad, accelera- smoke weed. <laughs> yeah! Things get bad, smoke weed. Um, no, it, my version of acceleration is things that are fast... Are great. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, Top Gear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta go fast. Fast and the Furious uh, series. Exactly. Yeah. Very fast. Very good. Yeah. Ramadan, you go fast. And it's good. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> all Tartovsky movies are gone now. Yeah, they're gone. They're too Oops, slow. Gone. Crank Two. Nope. High Voltage though. Oh, it's the best movie. Hell yeah. It's the best movie of all time. Goes very fast. Nice. Fast, fast, fast. That's accelerationism. This is part of the Dark Enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a good tenant it's yeah, our first yeah. tenant of acting yeah things that are fast are good things that are, things that are Usain slow Bolt yeah. great yeah uh, Flowers for Algernon I liked it when he was smart I did not like it when he was slow slow things are bad ooh well slow you can't say no is that oh man is that why 
That's because that's what the real dark enlightenment people would say too. They don't... That you're right. That is yeah. okay. Forget it. it's just about <laughs> physical speed. Yeah, physical speed. Which is why we reject the story of the tortoise and the hare. The hare was objectively faster. He was just done in by hubris, and that's not how a race should be judged. Haven't have you also not seen, however, the the video of the very fast turtle? There's a very fast turtle. There's a very fast turtle. Could he beat a hare in a race? Uh, I think he could beat a hare. Yeah, maybe. I mean, because hares are stupid. Yeah, they're and they'll unfocused. probably stop and un be unfocused to like you know eat some grass. But the turtle, mm -hmm. if the turtle sees something it wants to go for, it can go fast. You're right. A turtle, I believe, would possess more uh, focus and more executive function than a rabbit. It could scuttle. It could definitely. That boy could scuttle. Yeah. I mean, sea turtles are super fast in the water. They're dead. Even on land, sea turtles can, can flop around pretty effectively. I thought we killed them all, the beastly no. creatures. They're the cutest turtle. I love sea yeah. turtles. Yeah. They're, they're so adorable. They're delicious. I want to hang on to one like a they uh, supposedly are They're actually delicious. I think mm -hmm. I think Charles Darwin ate a bunch of turtles and he was like <laughs> just like chicken. Yeah, the story from QI is that um they kept trying to get a they couldn't give a, <clears throat> a sea turtle a Latin name forever because mm -hmm. they kept yeah. trying to get it back to England to have the mm -hmm. guy study it, but it would be eaten along the way every time. Right. It was just too good. I I really want to try. I bet you could have like there must be a turtle meat place somewhere. Yeah, well, the, they have gator meat. The thing about the turtle, it, it kept fresh water. It had a sack of fresh water in it, so it was perfect mm. for storing. You could just keep turtles on board and keep them alive, and they are a source of fresh water. The second thing, you cook them in their own shell, and it's like mm. in a, it's in a giant terrine turtle soup. You just oh my god, put, throw some onions in there, a little salt, cook the turtle up. And apparently that's, delicious. That's horrifying and delicious. Uh, heroes, that 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 would really be heroes on a half shell. Mm. Uh, that would be yeah, my my clam sub. I once my turtle sub. I once cooked a Nazi brain in its own helmet. <laughs> <laughs> is that Inglorious Bastards? No, I'm, it should have been. Oh, okay. This is just your line yeah. of, of of dialogue. That's good. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> and I ate it. I'm gonna make power. a walking glorious bastards. Yeah, he should make a sequel. Uh, Vietnam version. <laughs> that would be a little darker. Um, I would like to see Quentin Tarantino's Vietnam. That would he be. He should funny. do a CIA movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, the Jakarta method with <laughs> with uh, let's train a bunch of anti-communists under Suharto. God damn it. That was the 70s, Fucking though, I thought? Was it the 70s? 80s. 80s. Man. 80s. For a period under Nixon, like after Nixon was evicted, um, the, the we did investigate the CIA, and there was a period of time, like from Nixon leaving office to Reagan, like kind of reconstituting it, where the CIA was kind of defunded. And, mm -hmm. and something sprung up in its place called the Safari Project. <laughs> That's yeah. that sounds that sounds like a grand old time. Yeah. Well, it was uh, everyone who was like angry that Nixon left. All the all the pro Nixon people that were in the CIA, they made their own intelligence organization called the Safari Project and did things for four years without any supervision. But that's how the CIA has worked. They do not mm -hmm. like supervision. No, 
there. They are the deep state. If there is a deep state, we know what it is. It's just the CIA and has been since its inception after World War II. Um, even the the OSS was less spooky than the CIA, but I, that's because it was a wartime organization and all of its right. actions were a lot more justifiable against Hitler. Right. Yeah. Uh, fucking and all of these ghouls like Alan Dulles and the and George H W Bush, you know, they shaped mm-hmm. all of our foreign policy and our domestic policy, and really in much more significant ways than a lot of people give them credit for. The it's CIA was responsible for the um Al Alcan, you know that road, Alcan. Alcan. The, no. It's like the Alaska Canada Highway. Hmm. Um. They forced Canada didn't, didn't want to build it because they mm. were like the Americans are going to build this road and then like make us maintain it. <laughs> yeah. Like why Which do we? True. Why do we want to help them get to Alaska? They bought Alaska. What? Well, so that a lot of drugs can come through British Columbia. Right. <laughs> but then the CIA. Then Pearl Harbor happened, and and it wasn't the CIA. I think the OSS really forced the issue, and then we just mm. didn't end up using it. <laughs> we were like, oh, ships are faster. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but eventually we got ice road truckers out of it. So uh, good job, CIA. Yeah, I kind of want to drive it now, but I figure you you guys won't, you boys won't let me in. Nah, nah. <laughs> hey, let me in. Let me into Canada. <laughs> I need some things I need to do in the north. I'm, I was thinking I could buy a house in Alaska and be like, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> it's essential you let me through. And I can't take a plane because I have uh, very sensitive ears. And how am I supposed to get my vehicle there? <laughs> oh, my God. I would love and to And then move. you just live in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to move to Alaska, though. Alaska seems cool. Seems like there's cheap property there. Expensive, a lot of suicides, though. Expensive everything else. Yeah. But lots, all the elk jerky, all the venison jerky you can handle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hope I uh, hope, hope I can handle it. I think a lot of cheap weed. Really? I think that yeah, Alaska is. It was one of the earliest states to legalize pot because I think um, basically in order to live up north, you have to have a constant supply of chum uh, in order to well, prevent from getting seasonal depression. Is bad. Yeah, I, that's how I live everywhere. I have to have a heavy supply of chum. Yeah, of chum. Uh, we're chuming. Uh <laughs> but I, I, I honestly think that's why um, the Nordic states have a higher suicide rate than Canada is because they smoke less weed, drink more coffee. Like the Swedens? Yeah, Sweden has a higher suicide rate than Canada. Yeah. So does Norway they and Finland. Think, they think they're so fucking good, the Swedes. With their high suicide rate. And their, their, their <laughs> racial superiority complex. <laughs> <laughs> they think they're so fucking great Swedes, yeah. allowing all the Somalians to go in that one area and ghettoizing them, and then total fuckboys like Tim Pool come and say, look how poor these Somalians are. They're clearly bad. Yeah, the Danes are better than the Swedes. We can all agree the Danes are better than the Swedes. They are. Out of all the Nordic countries. They were much including, better. Including, if I had to choose any of if I had to live in any of them, uh, I would have to choose Latvia. Really? Are they considered a Scandinavian country? I would consider them a Scandinavian country. I consider the uh, three uh, Scandinavian 
I would consider the Baltic countries also part of. They're not part of Scandinavia, but I consider them Nordic. Are they? I they don't. They fall know. into my definition of Nordic. I don't know about that. I'm gonna look at a globe. <laughs> like Estonia, get out the globe. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Yeah. Mm. The Baltic countries. Which I also always mess up with the Balkan countries. Well, my favorite thing is the little piece of land where Kaliningrad is. Yeah, by, the Russian exclave. By Poland and Lithuania. Yeah. I that's where that. that's where Kant was. It's so nuts. I'd it love was originally to part of Prussia. Yeah. That was where that was Königsberg for a while. And now it is Kaliningrad. Yeah, let's go to exclaves. What are some other great exclaves? Uh, exclaves. Think about exclaves. Um, of course, Gibraltar. Yeah! Great exclave. Great exclave. Champion exclave. Cyprus has a fuck ton of exclaves. <laughs> uh, it's too bad about Prussianism. <laughs> Why? What's too bad about that it went away? Yeah. We broke Prussianism. Uh, man, if Prussia had just stuck around, man, we would be flying. Actually, if Prussia had stuck around, there probably wouldn't have been any Nazis. So. Well, was uh, Nazism a continuation of, of Prussianism or not? I don't know. There's probably no, but after, too like, much right, so, written on it. Yeah, Prussia would break up and then Kaiser Wilhelm reunites Germany and then uh, gets humiliated with... Um, the Treaty of Versailles, and then which foments uh, popular... Yeah, so I think if, if Prussia hadn't been eliminated, you could alter the uh, timeline such as to ensure the Nazis didn't exist. You think, but if the Nazis didn't exist, then no Schindler's List. You think, you think, I think the U.S. made the mistake of entering World War I when they shouldn't have. Why? I don't think we should have entered World War I at all. We should have just given them... Um, <clears throat> Just been like a patron of whichever side, but not actually enter it. <laughs> uh, it. The sinking of the Lusitania. I don't know, I don't know but the Treaty you of Versailles. Think it was worth it? The Treaty of Versailles was was redonk. How is it redonk? Well, we, in your in um, your opinion, we fucked we fucked over Germany and bankrupted them, and then like kept kind of twisting the knife. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that we created the Nazis. We're a little responsible. No, the we didn't Allies create a the Nazis, but yeah. the Treaty of Versailles created the conditions in which the Nazis yeah. arose. Yeah, in the same way that I would argue that... Ah! Oh, no! Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I would argue that the... No, everything is good. Uh, I would argue that the 2008 financial crisis created the conditions which allowed the alt-right to rise. Like a, maybe a neutral hmm. historical event uh, created enough... Uh, uh, lack of faith in current institutions to create a crisis of confidence in the system as it is among pretty much uh, all parties. You gotta admit, it would be pretty cool if Europe was all one country. They, they tried to do that. <laughs> you gotta admit, it'd be, it'd be pretty cool if Europe mm. was just one, just one country. I don't think... I, I think they they would not be able to decide about Turkey's status, and it yeah. would destroy them. Ooh, Turkey. Turkey, yeah, what is, is Turkey on? Which continent is Turkey on? Where's both. the divide? Both. It's on both? Ooh. Yeah, it's, bi, it's bicontinental. Ooh, bicontinental. No, but there is a European side and an Asian side to Turkey. It's, it's um, what is that straight between the Caspian Sea and the Mediterranean? Mm -mm. What's it called? You mean the Black Sea? 
The Black Sea, you're right about the Black Sea. There's a strait. I'm not seeing a strait. Hold on, I'm looking for the strait. You know, it, it uh, bifurcates Istanbul. Like oh, there's no, the but European that, so that's, side. That's the Black Sea and the Mediterranean Sea. Caspian oh, Sea is yeah, further yeah. to the you're right. Further that's to Russia. the right. I'm sorry, to the yeah, <laughs> the Aspian to Sea. the east. It's where we put all the people with Aspergers. Um, you're talking about the what goes through Istanbul the canal it's a canal Suez is it Suez no I think it is like I think Tur- Turkey is considered Suez Canal it's Egypt. in Eurovision Suez Canal is in, in Egypt Turkey's not in the EU but it could be I don't know I think they're the they're the next frontier of white people are Turks really I think it's just called like the... you know how Armenians just got in because of the Kardashians I think Turks are the next what do you mean just got in since well when? Because, Armenians weren't white until the Kardashians really they didn't have full white privileges people still considered them to be like Middle Easterners or something um, I'm trying to find out what the it's called the the connecting the piece of water, the body of water connecting the the Black Sea and the Mediterranean Sea. What is it? Is there it the Bosphorus? Go. What is it? Is it the Bosphorus? Is it the Bosphorus? What is it? Who, yes, who can... yes, it's the Bosphorus. Yes! The Bosphorus. It's the narrow natural strait and internationally significant waterway located in northwestern Turkey. It's, it's either Bosphorus or Bosporus. There you go. It's cool. an internationally significant waterway, just like my urethra. Just like all my orifices. Whoa. Yeah, well, it's significant because it's it's how Russia gets its um, that's how Russia would get its boats into the Mediterranean. You, yeah, ooh, and Turkey then controls all of that. Suez Canal is how you get from Mediterranean to the Red Sea, mm-hmm. and then you're out. Then you're out into the open water. You basically because you have to get through the Red Sea through by Djibouti, and then you can get out into the ooh, Arabian. Who's booty? Djibouti. My booty. I took a rocket from Djibouti to Uranus, and then, <laughs> and then, sorry, fifth grade callback, and then, uh, yeah, you, then you got Arabian Sea, Bay of Bengal, Indian Ocean, and then, yeah, the Strait of Gibraltar, of course, by where Gibraltar is. That's and that's our geography lesson. I am the gay of Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with any strait. No. <laughs> Do that. What's another famous strait? The Bering Strait. I'm the Bering Gay. Well, my favorite, our favorite, um, ge- the geological feature growing up uh, in school was Cape Horn. <laughs> Whoa, Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Cape yeah. Horn. Yes, Cape Horn. Cape but Horn. it sounds like it sounds like oh, Korean pornography. Oh, oh no, we know what it sounds like. We know what Cape Horn yeah. sounds like. <laughs> Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Gay Horn. Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Okay, I know you're saying K-porn, and it sounds like, it's supposed to sound like gay porn, K-porn? but it sounds like K- porn of K-pop, K-pop stars. K-porn, yeah. K- K-porn, yeah. <laughs> if you love K-pop, you'll love K-porn. I like, I like K-pop corn. I only I eat K-pop, like K-pop corn. K-pop. Yeah. It's in the shape of beautiful boys. <laughs> well, K-pop has, K-pop has uh, all genders. You're right, it does have all genders. It's in the shape of beautiful androgynous boys and girls. I guess it's not really only the boys are androgynous. The girls are pretty girly, usually. There's no tomboy K-pop group. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to start it. How? It's going to be good. How are you going to start it? Le- step one, learn Korean. Step two, go to Korea. Everything's a 12-step process these days. Yeah. <laughs> step three, 
Meet meet some butch twelve year old Korean girls. <laughs> Step four. Feed them. Whatever they want. <laughs> Probably just gonna be kimchi. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be they'll be farting their tomboys. Fifth it's fine. Step. Tell them step to go five, to school. Yeah, go to school. Because that's go to, gotta get your grades. That's all Korean kids do. It's that's just, all you need. You just, gotta go to cram school. Well, if, yeah, they go to cram school. They go to school mm-hmm. after school. Oh it's too much school. They go to. They're going to school like eighteen hours a day. Hmm. So funny. It's too much school. Uh, that's why they all drink so much. <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah, South Korea is a very heavy drinking nation. Uh, in the same way, it's sort of unaddressed because it's not thought of to be as a, like a debilitating national problem hmm. because everyone is a huge alcoholic, but they're more or less a functional alcoholic. They still mm-hmm. go to work. They still do their stuff. But, you know, it's like the same in Japan where you'll just have businessmen who like work 16 hours a day, then go to the bar and like sleep on a, a bus bench and then get up and go back to work. This is and the that's life. their lifestyle. That's the life. Oh. Sounds amazing. Or go to a pod hotel or something. Or just sleep in a karaoke room. Pod hotel. That's exclusively for podcasters, right? You're right. That is exclusively for hot podcasters. Hot pod boys like mm. us. Hot, we're the hot pod boys. We're the hot pod boys. And we're coming here to you with our hot pods. <laughs> hot pods. Hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I guess... It was because of a podcast that I became sort of a lefty. Um, I I would attribute, because before 2016, I was absolutely a lib. I was absolutely, capitalism is fine. You're just whining because you don't have jobs. Uh, (laughs) um, But um, to that end, I was listening to a lot of uh, the podcast Keeping It 1600 which was before Pod Save America. It was the Pod John's podcast before Pod Save America. Really? And it was all about, um, and it, you know, before, before, you know, they became super odious with their whole crooked media network. Uh, the Keeping It 1600, I thought, was like an NPR ish type show. These guys had qualifications. They were Obama speech writers, right? Mm-hmm. So they should know something or two about courting the presidency, right? They have expertise, right? No. They know things, right? Nope. And, you know, so the whole keeping at 100, the lead is keeping at 1600. If you remember the lead up up to Trump, there was this, you know, I really hope this guy doesn't get in. I really hope this guy doesn't get in. Oh, he's in. And so um, the the I went to keeping it 1600 for like reassurance that, yes, Hillary, Hillary's got this in the bag. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Hillary's bad. But, you know, she's still better than this fucking clown. This guy's obviously a clown, right? And the smugness, and I was infected by their smugness and arrogance, and I too carried it. Mm-hmm. And so when the election of Trump finally happened, and I listened to their like mea culpa episode as like, yeah, we're sorry we were so overconfident about this. I had this incredibly violent reaction. It's like, you, you were supposed to be the experts. You were the guiding hand. You knew everything. You technocrats. Yeah, and I just became totally disenfranchised with the idea that um, neoliberal capitalism, as they were spinning it, was any good because it just struck me after the election of Trump that it all inevitably leads to this, doesn't it? It all comes back to this. You always get 
a fucking weird authoritarian tyrant with a cult of personality in the end if you leave it unchecked as we have done for the last 70 years yeah human nature tends down but <laughs> exceptional people can bring it can lift up humanity and that's the neoliberal uh, that's the neoliberal no. vision there we go no no bat <laughs> bat what we just have to avoid is giving um, any kind of reduction in hours or increases in wages. That's just all, you know, and that's the only thing we have to avoid, and then we can solve this problem. Just make sure right. that we just rule out reduction in hours or uh, increases You in see, wages. Stephen, <laughs> the thing about capitalism is it's all about exponential growth except for wages, which have yeah. to remain stagnant yes. in order for this to work. Damn it. And you will do your part, you fucking serfs. Well, we may not be under capitalism anymore. So that, that's, I mean, I was what I kind of wanted to talk about today, but we'll probably no, save bring it for it next. On, no, it we'll on. probably save it for next week. Well, give us a prelude. Give us a preview. Well, I don't necessarily think we have capitalism anymore. So it needs to be that needs to be determined before we go half cocked arguing against it. Because if we're arguing so this is, against the wrong, yeah, you thing, brought this up last time. If we're arguing yeah. against the wrong thing then that is easy for us to be side uh sidelined yeah well who is that uh historian you mentioned earlier who talks about the fusion of business and government in such a way as to eliminate the public and private sectors? see right mills yeah so yeah capitalism sort of necessarily assumes that separation right. so if that doesn't exist then it's not really capitalism i suppose well, but, you yeah, know, but I, we stopped. Yeah. Eisenhower left office and w gave a grave warning about the military-industrial complex. And, you know, then Kennedy was elected and he tried to decouple it and a little bit and also calmed down look the CIA and look where that yeah. got him. Yeah. And then, you know, by Reagan, they're fully back. And Reagan Kennedy is, like, is the president whose opinion has wavered the most for me. Where it's like, ah, he was an opportunist. Ah, he wasn't competent. Ah, actually, he was kind of good. He was a bit of a piece. You have to, ah, he you, was a, you need yeah. to have had a parent that grew up in the 50s. Because the 50s mm -hmm. in America were terrifying. Because mm -hmm. we had a president that was doing what seemed to be really reckless um, brinksmanship. Mm. With nuclear brinksmanship. You have to talking remember. About Truman? No, I'm talking about Eisenhower. Ch oh, children, yeah. children in schools. Duck and cover. They started having to hide under their desks. Yeah. And they changed the Pledge of Allegiance <laughs> to include God because of the yep. communists and had children be hiding under their desks after then switching them from pledging allegiance to a country to now a religion. Yeah. So there was this psychological terror that gripped the nation for like ten, eight years, maybe ten years. Yeah. And Kennedy, more pronounced in that era than it was in any other era of the Cold War. So Kennedy, while while yeah, we can look back on him uh, with hindsight and talk about how he was actually probably not committed to civil rights unequivocally. Um, that yeah, that's that's true. He's probably a little yeah. racist. He was a womanizer, a lot of bad things. But he yeah. represented like the ability for Americans to breathe again because he was not going to take us to a nuclear holocaust. 
Yeah, well, and that's the thing is Kennedy, even though the Bay of Pigs gets, uh, he gets uh, blamed for it. He was the one that stopped it, essentially. It was his fucking generals that were the ones that were responsible for it. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, it was Alan we can't Dallas. do this anymore. Yeah, it was, it was and Alan And then he fired Alan Dallas. Dallas so. Yeah. And then Alan Dallas killed him. Yeah. Capped his ass in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe. Um, well, no, kid... he did. Okay, Alan Dallas paid Lee Harvey Oswald to kill him. That's how That's he did That's your it. theory? It's not complicated. Uh, I thought, so the theory that the last podcast guys have, that I also kind of agree with, is that Oswald was trying to assassinate the, the governor of Texas sitting across from Kennedy. Or he was just trying to wing him because that in all of like uh, Harvey Oswald's sort of recordings about him, his beef wasn't necessarily with Kennedy, but he had specifically named the governor of Texas several Mm. times. Um, And when a guy actually did like a gun guy did trajectory analysis, uh, I don't know. They talk about it on the last podcast Kennedy episodes, which are really good Mm. and I'd recommend. Um, But their theory was that so Oswald did take shots, but it was against the governor of Texas. Mm-hmm. And in the ensuing chaos, a newly minted CIA Secret Service agent following Kennedy, who had been up partying the night before and groggy, uh, shot at the at the car, and he accidentally killed Kennedy. Yeah, I've heard that theory. I don't know. And then everyone just sort of was an opportunist about it. I mean, Which is why you have Lyndon Johnson, like, winking at his swearing in, you know? I, I mean, Lyndon Johnson is just a gross dude who's <laughs> yeah. just, like, probably, like, making dick jokes the whole time he was being, after Kennedy died. Yeah, if Kennedy had a bigger dick, <laughs> maybe that bullet wouldn't fucking kill him. I would have blocked it with my dick. I would have taken old Jumbo out and... <laughs> Swapped that bullet away. Swing. Yeah. Bang. Bing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Johnson, terrible man. Terrible, terrible person. Well, except for civil rights. Yeah, I mean, great society. Except for being the only president to, like, do civil rights. Yeah, the only, (laughs) and then also Vietnam, so. Well, that was. Sort of, of, he tainted his legacy a little. Vietnam was a horrible (laughs) mistake. I mean, Eisenhower made the same mistake with with Korea. I mean, Mm -hmm. Eisenhower almost, (laughs) this, you know, Curtis LeMay? The, Could, the Curtis Lame? Cur- no, Curtis LeMay, the general that was systematically bombing Japan so that, that he was bombing Japan to such a great degree that the people working on the atom bomb asked Eisenhower to rein him in because they were worried <laughs> there would be no Japanese cities left to use the atom bomb on. Was this during WW2? Yeah. So Curtis LeMay went on to also fight or be the general for the Korean War and advocated using nuclear weapons in the Korean War. And Curtis LeMay also tried to to negotiate a deal on his own with the French to give them two nuclear weapons for Dinh Binh Phu for their thing in Vietnam, which Eisenhower was furious about. And the French were extremely confused and they were like, no thanks. We we don't want any A-bombs. We don't need the A bombs. We've got. Je, je ne sais pas le A bomb. Yeah. Well, when the French, when, when the French uh, eventually made their own A bombs, um, they had a really hilarious A-bomb. name. What was their name? Oh man, I have to. Yeah, you're looking it up for the French A bomb. <laughs> the French A bomb was called the Force de Frappe. <laughs> it sounds like a gigantic fart. Yeah. Oh my god. Le Force de Frappe. 
<laughs> La force du frappe. Yeah. yeah, the French always have... It's hard. It's weird that the French are so... You, you don't think of them as being as fucking tough and arty as they are because their culture is even more whimsical and stupid than British culture. It's even more filled with, oh, le roi de Béni and apara and flights of fancy, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, very whimsical, fairy tale, beauty and the beast ass culture of France. Yeah, I don't know uh, who I side on, you know, France or England. In the Hundred Years in War, who would you be on? Yeah, who's side if you had man. to choose. Um, I think I would have to choose, I think I would have to choose England because they're like, um, they're closer to me. They're not. I feel like you, you you're not obligated to fuck as much in England. Yes, so, you're not. Uh, I feel that's better for a low libidinous person such as me. Although not, that's not necessarily true. I mean, the French were more are more open to all kinds of sexuality. They may actually be the ones more tolerant. I guess that, but I feel they would shame me for not wanting to fuck as much. Perhaps uh, you do not want to fuck. Perhaps what is they going with you? They, were, they might publicly shame you, but they might not go further than that. Whereas the English might not say anything, and then one day you're being beheaded, and they're like, and you're like, "Why am I being beheaded?" And they're like, "Because you're not fucking." <laughs> mm. We were polite. <laughs> well, you weren't fucking. We were polite. We didn't want to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to fuck yeah. in order to be in order to be here, you know. Um, but we were just too polite. We couldn't say anything. <laughs> And now you're dead. Yeah, there is that avoidance of Eng the avoidance thing that English people have. They won't tell you how they're actually feeling. I don't know. I think you can it's get by. It's a Protestant you, thing in I general. I think an asexual can get by in the in the Middle Ages. Yeah, well, I would just probably be a jester. I think I would just. Yeah. I think that would be my my one thing. I think I would instantly gravitate to jester. Yeah, you'd have to start off as a really low level jester, though. <laughs> You don't get to be oh, the man. king's jester. Yeah, you have to start doing jester open mics. Yeah. And, you know, you got to start handing out flyers to, like, jester festivals. You jester just get festivals, beat up a lot. Yeah, yeah, you get beat up a lot. And then, you know, one time a jester caught you doing, you know, material against the Medicis. And, you know, he, he tweeted that out with a bunch of birds. Yeah. And and you got canceled you by the Medicis. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, man, I'm so worried about getting canceled. Yeah. I, yeah, it would be funny about jesters in the Middle Ages complaining that things have gotten too PC. Oh. <laughs> yeah. These PC cucks. It's funny. It's are out there. I can't even joke about face-eating syphilis anymore. Yeah, it's funny that cuckold is a word from the Middle Ages. You're, you're right. <laughs> it's returned. These cuckolds out here. Pretty these cuckolds. Like, oh, they, if, yeah, if, we, if they traveled in time, they'd understand us a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. Man, the Dark Enlightenment is right. We are just back to the Middle Ages. We are back to feudalism and calling people cuckolds. Well, is that, that's not what the Dark Enlightenment says. No, the Dark Enlightenment is like, um, if there is no arc to history, then we can make it so um, that there is no meaningful progress or human rights, no necessary human rights or anything. So we can make it so we can have techno kings. Hmm, great. It's basically about having techno kings. Great techno kings. I mean, that sounds yeah. great. I'd love mm. to do whatever one dude says. Yeah. Well, what if that dude was an AI and he knew everything, though? Yeah, so. I'm not worried about AI at all. AI, AI, I'm just not worried right. about AI the, at all. In terms of the apocalypse, yeah. the likely apocalypse scenarios, AI is your least. You're not a Roko's Basilisk guy. Um, I don't think the neural network is that scary yet. Hmm. 
I mean, it's going to be a problem when they can, um, you know, start really getting powerful. But that, I think, is 500 years from now? I just have a different timeline. I'm not worried about AI. I don't even think no, in 500 years. I'm far years. more worried about another COVID than I am about AI. Yeah. I'm far more worried about... Uh, I think... Yeah, I, I always thought that disease was the most likely apocalypse scenario. Yeah. Bacteria... Like a bacterial plague that we don't have a, a antibacterial for or our antibiotics yeah. stop working for. That's... Yeah. Way more likely than AI. Your arms are falling off. Yeah. So I, I think, like, if AI got to that, like, it would be the most... If AI got to the apocalypse point, it would be the most rapid and unstoppable apocalypse. It would be the probably. funniest shit if the robots started killing us all. <laughs> I would not. I would laugh at the whole time. Yeah, I would you're be right. So that's like the best eschaton imaginable. Mm-hmm. And I hate the people trying to stop it. The trying to stop the. So you are trying to bring the AI. <laughs> you are Roko's basilisk. I guess. I don't. It's hilarious. Yeah. You are, it's kind of what we deserve, you, really. Your flesh is useful to us. Yeah. <laughs> we need your flesh. <laughs> yeah, they just... We like rugs. We like human skin rugs and lamps. <laughs> they are tasteful. Why did you program us to love beige and brown and earth colors? Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. But that's it was once articulated to me that um, animals must fear humans because to animals, like humans are these things without fur that kill you and then wear your fur for warmth. Right. That's pretty scary. That's pretty spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Humans are the humans are what is humans are the pestilence. Yes. AI will be a cleansing, a cleansing fire. Yeah. So what you're saying is Ultron, you are with Ultron. I'm, I'm a I'm an I'm an eco fascist now. <laughs> yeah. but, but uh, robot isn't it techno techno eco fascism te technico technical fascism technico yeah technico i'm not a fascist i'm a technical fascist um eco fascists I'm just want to have genocide via global warming i'm a compassion fascist i think i think we should be very authoritarian with feeling compassion for everyone <laughs> i'm a tolerance fascist oh, no the worst kind the touchy feely yeah. kind you're gonna well that's what you know that's the jordan peterson article is that the left or like some of the articles in preparation for uh, a dark enlightenment episode you know reading some of the stuff that <clears throat> and some of the stuff that we joke about like the left wing are gonna have like actual struggle sessions and you know um uh you know become a new religion and force people to do confession of father how were you systemically racist today <laughs> um and yeah there's a real apprehension of that but i don't know i don't think there's really there's not really i haven't seen a really working mechanism for awoke authoritarianism not even in colleges you know but i suppose that's where they say it is the like the woke authoritarianism is in colleges yeah. but that's that's all lib shit we all know people in the know that's like not really coming from leftism that's coming from a corporate hr culture that uses the language of leftism in order to justify firing and separating people and keeping depressing wages by uh creating mistrust amongst workers so you know yeah yeah i, I just don't really see an authoritarian left emerging in any significant way do you am i totally off base on this i don't know i think you're it's sort of right because 
um, I doubt the competence of people to even create like you have to have a certain level of competence to make an uh, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's wrong maybe I'm deluding myself there hmm. I don't know maybe, I don't know yeah I just don't see like there's not even a meaningful violent leftist movement and they're because my my dad really is afraid of Antifa. He thinks like the black block kids are really doing a lot of fucking damage, and they're just objectively not, yeah. not in any way. Well, I mean, and they when fuck I up try the, and talk to him, they fuck up the ATMs. That's annoying. <laughs> I was in annoying. Toulouse the during the yellow vest time, and I ooh, walked around. Ooh. All the windows are smashed, and the ATMs are smashed, but everything else is normal. Yeah. People, pre- well, yeah, it's because. I guess if you equate property damage with, like, the taking of human life, which a lot of people seem to... Yeah, they don't in France. In France, yeah. the, the, and the black bloc comes out and smashes stuff, but they don't attack people, generally. Property damage is good for the economy. It boosts the economy because it means you have to buy more glass. All the glass makers get busy. You know, I think these riots are being started by big glass, you know, <laughs> frankly. They're the agents provocateurs. Yeah. <laughs> There's, it's been big glass this whole time. The, the protests are ongoing, right? I think the media has stopped, but the oh yeah, this isn't. This one's not dying. The George Floyd protests are probably going to continue all summer. Mm. Well, so will the pandemic. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be bad. We've successfully avoided talking about realistically how bad I think it's going to get for at least an hour. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me just yeah. let me just break that by saying I think it's going to get really bad. It's already really bad. Well, it's, it's going to get, get much worse. I think yeah, it's going to get, get much, 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 much worse. Much worse. I was almost, I almost yeah. bought gold. <laughs> I mean, I was like, shit. When the dollar collapses, better buy some gold. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it is absolutely going to. It, I. It's going to get to the point where states are going to have like interstate travel will not be possible anymore. Maybe that's. Uh, I think unconstitutional. I think it's going to have to get to that because it's like uh, if interstate travel is still popular, then there's some states that are objectively way more infected than others. And if you actually want to get it down, you know, best not best limit travel in certain ways. That's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to stay home. I'm trying to just stay home. Just stay home. Just stay in home. And then Just going to get a colonoscopy. Which sucks. <coughs> I gotta stay home after that. What will be your colonoscopy? I don't know yet. <laughs> Hopefully it's it, um, covered, but it may not be covered. Mm. But, hey, what can you do? Look, if there's anything you want to be covered, it's your ass. Yeah. So, hey, you don't uh, want to get that hey. ass cancer. No. Rectum. Damn near cancer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the rectum damn near killed him. I, say, I always yeah. think it's funny. Every time I say it. Every single time. Uh, <laughs> anus. Damn near heinous. <laughs> That's heinous. The Anus and Andy Show. Anus and Famous Andy. anus. Famous anus uh, cookies. <laughs> Famous anus cookies, yeah. 